Welcome to Still Growing in Grace, a program dedicated to inspiring joy, giving hope, and delighting in grace. I'm Mike Zenker, and I'll be sharing with you a message of hope that will expand your understanding of God's love and amazing grace. God already deeply loves you, totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Growing in Grace Ministries Canada and Hope Fellowship, your community church, invite you to enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. Alrighty, good morning everyone. Welcome to Still Growing in Grace. Thank you for taking time to join me today. Uh, thrilled to be with you and thrilled to have the conversation uh, today that we started last week. So if you weren't here last week, I'll uh, do a quick summary of what we covered. But today's topic is deconstruction, fear not. And I know I've met many individuals who've had some difficulties with the idea of deconstruction. The word is a buzzword. Everybody's going, oh, what's that? What's that? And, and those that don't like it, uh, you know, dismantle the word and say it's useless. Those that don't understand it uh, are afraid of it. And I'm trying to find a way to um, see the value uh, of this term deconstruction, which really means discipleship. It really does. It's it's talking about unlearning and things like that. So um, uh, last week I dealt with it in, in deeper detail. So today I want to continue on and uh, would like to invite you into this conversation. Uh, let us know where you're watching from or listening from in the comments. would love to hear from you this morning, and uh, we'll go from there. So right now, let's dig into what we summarized from last week. So last week, we talked about dis uh, deconstruction does not mean a number of things. I'm going to continue on today. But just a quick wrap-up, uh, and I won't explain these because I did last week. You can go back and listen. Um, but deconstruction does not mean uh, you destroy all you've learned about Jesus. Uh, you don't throw out Jesus. You don't become an atheist per se. Uh, we explained that better last week. You don't become a universalist. That's a loaded word, and we need to understand what a universalist is or what it isn't. Interesting. Uh, covered, covered a bit of that last week. And in future programs, I'm going to talk about this one a little bit more because apparently in the Western world, in the evangelical world, it's a swear word. Um, it's a heretic word. It's like, hang on. We got some learning to do here about that. Anyway, next, deconstruction does not mean that you're uh, getting more answers right or that what you taught was all wrong. Uh, very, very interesting. So uh, that's what this, uh, I want to continue on what this deconstruction is not. Uh, if you were here last week, I mentioned that sometimes in order to take a look at a topic to find out what it is, sometimes you have to clearly call out what it is not uh, because there are some walls up that prevent us from seeing and learning and, and understanding what something can mean. Here's an example. Uh, I have a forgiveness series that I've taught and retaught and love and I will reteach. But in order to understand true forgiveness and what it is, we have to deconstruct the myth and misunderstandings of what forgiveness is not and when you hear some of those you're gonna be shocked hey Mike in Oregon good to meet you um, but you're gonna be shocked at what forgiveness is not and suddenly you realize oh wait a minute maybe I actually can that's right you may have some faulty blocks put into your system uh, to make you misunderstand all that so let's dig into uh, more of what deconstruction is not uh, next deconstruction does not mean you'll throw out your Bible Oh yeah, some people think, oh no, I'm deconstructing and I hear my deconstruction friends tossing out the Bible. They say the Old Testament's useless. Oh, throw the whole thing out. No, 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 no. Uh, if people are saying that, they're on a, uh, a pendulum swing 
and for them fine but i think that the uh, healthy deconstruction reconstruction or renovation or discipleship journey you're on uh will not make you throw out your bible but you'll discover that there may be better ways to understand how certain texts were translated um like there's some pretty uh, brutal uh, scripture verses that we think wait a minute how'd that get in there that can't possibly mean what it does and then find out later that hang on that was never there that was put in by somebody else or anyway it's it's the whole scripture thing is very important you may also discover that men added and deleted words to make it fit their theology or cultural understanding at the time this is a really big deal um the most recent blunt one I have, some of you are not going to like this, but I'm sorry. This is where, this is not ca called deconstruction. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm reevaluating and, and digging deeper into what scripture means. I'll, I'll give you two of them. Number one, in Philippians, uh, Paul is talking about uh, women submit to your husbands or wives submit to your husbands uh, and blah, blah, blah. Well, in that Philippians text, it doesn't. the word submit is not there. It doesn't exist. It was added in by the translators. It's like, what? It does say it somewhere else, but that's not the point. The point is... We need to go look at the original languages as best we have them available to us and find out what the meanings are because each one has a definition of what the word can mean and the interpreter um, who translates chooses the meaning they wish to be communicated. So listen, every translation is an interpretation of the translator. We have much to learn about that. Hello, Howard in Sorrento, BC. Good to see you there. So anyway, don't be afraid that when you start your deconstruction or are in it, you're not going to throw out your Bible. There's much value to it. It just means you may view the Bible differently than you ever thought. Uh, here's an example. You will discover that the early church saw things very differently than how the West sees it here today. And you weren't told. So just because it's a shocker to you doesn't mean there are other places around the world that have known this already and have known this almost their entire lives you'll discover that not all of the bible was written to you but it's written for you here's an example the old testament is a jewish history of the hebrew people the laws that were given there were not written to you they're written to them not so so to port and say hey, i must follow those rules and read the bible as flat is a very terrible hermeneutic as an in interpretation of the scripture so this is this is part of the journey and by the way that part i think um understanding that but between those laws that's like an an a, almost a, a very early deconstruction and yet i see the western church totally married to the flat reading of scripture where they you must obey the entire old testament as well that's not true i'm sorry um if you go into any proper seminary or bible college you're going to hear that has to be understood but it may not be purported in the actual bible college or seminary even though the teachers and professors will still teach that they're still gonna say yeah but you should i don't know i don't know how that works but i've seen it and it's scary so don't be afraid you're gonna throw out your bible if you're facing deconstruction or if you say i don't want to deconstruct <laughs> um next regarding your bible you'll discover the bible is not a single book it's a library. So when people say the Bible says, what do you mean the Bible? Is that the, the collection of books that have been put together by man? That's the one you mean, right? Well, you'll discover that <laughs> there have been disagreements about which books should be in the Bible, which books shouldn't be. Um, 
And again, this should not stir up fear, but rather hope. I have been fearful because I've had to now find out, oh, wait a minute, okay, what does the Catholic Bible have in it? Because uh, they have the apocryphal books. I was told I have to toss them out completely, that they're absolutely useless. Well, what if they're not? What if there's some value there? <laughs> um, take a look at um, uh, the Orthodox Bible, the, the books they've added in. How about the, the Evangelical Bible, the Protestant Bible, and all the books that were tossed, and all the debate, and even in the, oh my goodness, like, you've got to read history a bit more. And unfortunately, here's the problem in the Western Church. We rely on the pastor. That's right. Or the radio show host. Um, we rely on um, our superstars and not do our own study. Oh, if so-and-so says it, they must have studied really well. Therefore, it must be true. Great. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to study it. There. It's settled. So-and-so says it. Well, then you have the gospel according to Pastor So-and-so. <laughs> That's not the gospel according to Jesus. All right? Very different. So uh, we cannot abdicate our responsibility to take a look at um, how books were written, how they entered the Bible. Um, in fact, I wouldn't mind doing a teaching on that and just do a, a summary. But then it's the God, the, the, the history is according to Mike. I don't want that. Do you, I don't mind sharing. And that's why I'm doing this because I'm passionate about this and not everybody's going to go do the deep dive. So if, if there's only one voice out there saying this is what the Bible says, now, thanks to the internet, we have a whole ton of people uh, sharing a more balanced perspective. And I think the more voices that will bring hope and light uh, to what the scriptures say is better. All right. Uh, deconstruction does not mean you'll become a new ager. Honestly, this is, this is really, I can see where people would go with this, especially when it comes to quantum physics. Um, don't be afraid of the quantum physics stuff either. All right. Some people think, well, uh, I hear all this quantum language now and it sounds so new agey. Well, it might sound it that way because that's what you've been told new age is. So how about relax a minute? Find out that the New Age groups may have some enlightenment that you didn't have, and they're right on some things. They're also wrong on some things, and so am I. You're wrong about some things, I am. But here, listen to this. The action of enlightening, here's what it means, or the state of being enlightened means to understand, have insight, education, learning, knowledge, awareness, information, erudition, wisdom, Instruction, teaching, illumination, light, edification, awakening, culture, refinement, cultivation, civilization, sophistication, advancement, development. Are you getting the point? That's what enlightenment is. And so when we are afraid of terminology used by other groups, we're living from fear. Do you see this whole fear thing? That's why this talk is called uh, Deconstruction Fear Not. <laughs> Each time the angel showed up to go boo to somebody, <laughs> he said, fear not. But he just scared the daylights out of them. But he still says, fear not. I don't come as one bringing fear. So I think when we say, uh, when we hear pastors and leaders say, don't go and listen to so-and-so. Don't, oh, this is great. Don't see that movie. Which, what does that do? Everybody's got to go see that movie. <laughs> don't try that. Don't try this. And everybody, ooh, cool idea. It's like they're planting the seeds of what to do. It's so funny. So don't be afraid that you'll become new age. I think you're going to find, here it is. I think you're going to find that 
those that are in the new age have a, a, a different way to perceive connection with humanity than you've been told or one that you should have already had. All right. I'm not saying it, um, you'll become the new age movement type person. Not at all. I, 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 they're not my enemies anymore. They used to be. I was told, stay away from that. Stay away from these people. Stay away from that denomination. Oh, all those people. If you smoke, drink, or do drugs, you're going to hell. All the lists of things. It's crazy. So <laughs> we need to see that this, this journey we're on is going to make us more loving people and more accepting because that's what happened to, to the disciples absolutely so anyway that's I'm, I'm just ripping through this list because i got a lot to cover today and i hope i can finish it I, I need to finish it um deconstruction does not mean you'll become progressive why do i say that because um there's a lot of talk uh, today about uh, the progressive movement in the church you need to watch out for it do you hear that do you hear those religious leaders saying oh be careful uh, reasons to be wary of the progressive movement you know all this new teaching what new teaching what are you talking about instead you're going to discover that what may sound new to you is actually more ancient and historically accurate than the new teaching of the last few hundred years the early church fathers are not from 400 years ago did you know that martin luther is not one of the early church fathers <laughs> he's not but instead they go back to the first few centuries after jesus that's those are the early church fathers so to speak and there's much to learn from them okay and we what we call progressive today oh my goodness i think this uh um uh brutal atonement theory stuff that we're getting that's the pro progressive newer stuff that should be challenged not what we're what we're seeing now like if we uh, okay just take a look at some history more history than you've ever gone back on go back further than you've ever gone and you're going to discover they actually had a lot of things really sound and you weren't told all right so i'm tired of um, um pre-chewed food <laughs> so how about you start uh, digging into your own stuff and uh, uh as you start to hear by the way you're going to hear truth it's going to resonate with you deep down it's just, you're going to go, yeah, something's right about that. And then you need to go study and find and seek it out, okay? Just because someone says it doesn't make it true. But when something is spoken that's true, the Holy Spirit does light us up inside. It's like when Mary showed up to, to see um, uh, Elizabeth and suddenly the baby leapt inside. Truth recognizes truth. There's an excitement there. To me, that's pretty cool. All right um deconstruction does not mean that you'll you know that what you have learned is a complete waste some people become frustrated because they're being challenged by people or other deconstruction people who are really annoying all right and i'll explain the wisdom in a few minutes i've got a section uh today that i'm going to cover that um uh, there's there's ways to deconstruct and there's good ways and bad ways so I hope you'll hear that. I think that's going to be really important for today. But you don't have to toss out everything you've learned. Instead, you'll discover that we all learn in stages, like a child understands things at a child level. Young adults have a wider understanding and wrestle with truth. And adults have a deeper life experience and knowledge. So remember, there. this is a journey of growing. Remember I, earlier I said that deconstruction, honestly, it's just discipleship, learning, studying, going deeper. 
It's not about this magical trip we're on. Uh, oh no, I, I'm afraid of all this. You don't have to be afraid. Fear is not the fruit of the Spirit at all. All right. In fact, fear will make you, or can prevent you from learning truth. It's really important. So you don't have to realize or think it was a waste. You're going to love this quote. Deconstruction and unlearning made easy. This is from Francois Dutoy. You don't have to extract the drought first. Let the water deal with it and watch the space transform naturally. Light dispels darkness effortlessly. <laughs> Francois. Listen, uh, with a desert there, you don't have to remove the drought. You fill it with water. So let the truth fill you and it'll clean out whatever's not true. It's effortless in a way. Yeah, um, uh, Full Metal there, you said uh, we are perfect at each stage. Yes, you're perfect at all the way through. You're learning from the stage you're at, and we're not competing with each other either, okay? Oh, but I want that person's stage. You don't get to have that person's stage because you don't know what they went through. You really don't want to go through some of the stuff other people have gone through in order for them to experience what they have experienced. Okay, let's get into some wisdom because this is this is where I want to. It's going to take the rest of our time today. Um, these next fourteen points. Whew, I know fourteen. A lot. Hang on, I need a sip of coffee. Mm. Love it. Hey, by the way, hello, Robert. Good to see you. I'm glad you're tuning in. Um, yeah, for sure. Okay, wisdom. These are some thoughts uh, that have been percolating for a number of years. And I think each one of these has value. A couple of them may hit you really well. That's all I'm hoping for. I'm hoping a couple of these will inspire you and encourage you and remove the fear uh, from this whole idea of deconstruction. Number one, grow in a safe place with trusted people who allow for every wrong question and response. Now, a couple of weeks back when I did a deconstruction conversation with Catherine Toon, uh, after the program ended, I came on and ran through a list quickly. So now I'm going through the list slower because I think this is so important and we just slow down and hear these things. But if you're going to deconstruct and grow, try and do it with some people you trust. Um, uh, like some of the people commenting on here. Um, uh, hey, Sandra from the UK. Great to see you. Yay. Robert is a, a friend of mine who has been on a journey of deconstru deconstruction for a while. And it's a beautiful journey. Uh, I've got a, a church here in Elmira, Ontario, Canada. I teach every Sunday online. Uh, and then I do this on the Wednesdays, uh, either interviewing or talking to you like I am now. I work in long-term care as a chaplain. I'm a fire department chaplain, funeral home chaplain. Like, this is my world that I am in, but I've discovered people in all those areas. And in those areas, I'm finding that there are people hungry to grow deeper. Not everybody is, but there are a few. And those people I connect with, it's these people that uh, I think it's, it's a safe place to grow. I've got a private group that I meet with on Zoom because we can't meet physically because of the COVID-19 crisis. Ontario's on lockdown right now, by the way, where it, it's, it's not good. Um, but I have a group that I meet with on Friday mornings. And I tell you, we can talk about anything. And it's okay to ask any question. You're not going to be judged for, oh, I can't believe you think that question even. It doesn't happen. I'm not even the teacher. 
there's no teacher in the group. I'm the facilitator, which is very different, and you need a facilitator leader. Um, but the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And we get into all kinds of topics that you would not believe the stuff we've covered and need to recover and keep learning in. So anyway, find a safe place. Number two, this is a big one. Don't process your growth on social media or you will bleed on those who didn't cut you. Some people, man, I'm guilty of this, unfortunately. That's why I know this one. I didn't do it quite as bluntly, but I, I know people who have bluntly deconstructed online. Oh, that person's a complete jerk. I give up on the church. It's all crap. And they could get into all kinds of very upset um thingy so here here's what i've seen happen the pattern has been the pendulum swings back and forth a person says well then i i quit ministry and uh, i don't believe in this stuff anymore then they come back oh but i humbly have learned more and then they crap again on people and it's just brutal don't do that um don't go chasing people that do that either here's the problem though people that are uh, deconstructing social on social media um, they attract people who are already angry, and those people fuel them. Yeah, you're right, brother. Yeah, you're right, sister. Yeah, and it's it does not help at all. It, it in fact it, it it I think it hinders um, uh, authentic growth. It just fuels more fear, and I'm I'm very tired of it. So please, be careful. Process your real deconstruction um, and your wisdom journey privately first wisely number three careful as you process publicly uh, especially when you use terms like us versus them or i used to be with that church or group but now i'm so much wiser <laughs> listen immature language that reveals immaturity that's it right there um uh, i've heard some people deconstruct uh on social media i've watched their posts they've blocked every person that opposes them which that's not a problem but sometimes the way they oppose people is destructive okay we're gonna i gotta cover that in a, in a little bit but careful when you start calling out us versus them i use a lot of us i don't know if that's the right word hang on i want to say this correctly because i know my wife had told me that she finds it unhelpful when i say i used to believe this and now i believe that and it could imply you just keep changing your beliefs but that's not it that's not at all comparison sometimes uh does help understand it helps people identify yeah i i believe that right now what do you mean you moved on to a different way to see it that can help but when we start using us versus them as in and this is where i was in error uh, I pointed to a certain church and say, oh, that particular church believes this, and I believe this. And what I've just done is made myself more right than them. It's an arrogance that sneaks its way in. That's what religion does. And we cannot go down that road. So uh, just be careful with that. Um, don't declare any new revelations, new to you, that is, until you process them and wrestle with it. This is a hard one. Um, I've watched people literally post statements and we're going to get to the shock statements in a few minutes, um, uh, of stuff they've learned. Hey, I believe that, uh, there is no hell, uh, or, um, uh, the Bible doesn't say anything about homosexuality. Um, and, and they make these blunt statements and they declare this, this thing they just learned that they've not processed. They've not done any research on this. 
<laughs> and they just make these statements because pastor so-and-so or leader so-and-so has said therefore it must be true i got their backing wink wink you know at least i can go to them for some quick answers because once they get machine gunned down on facebook drive-by shootings um they they really are wrecking uh, their own reputation credibility and trustworthiness so this is this is a big deal don't don't declare these new things um uh, seeing christ in all you know uh, that took a long time for me to process now i can teach you know christ is in all through all and holds all things together but i remember at the beginning i declared hey christ is in everyone well that doesn't help that infuriates and does not um open things up for healthy discussion it's it's and again that's the shock statement stuff we'll talk to you about in a second here we go shock statements finally i knew it was coming Number five, shock statements tend to be very unhelpful. Usually, it's a call for extra attention. Once you start, you'll need to become more and more shocking until you are unbelievable or not trusted. So these shock statements, when you start to declare, hey, um, uh, I'm going to pick the hell one because that one's, I see that all over the place. Um, People say there is no hell. And, uh, well usually what you're trying to say is i'm part of that group now and look make sure you see me in the right light this is about people's impression of you this is more ego driven than you ever want to admit this is this is brutal because really by declaring the shock statements which there are certain types of people they just love using shock statements all right canadians not so much um we tend to be a little more conservative and especially in the uk far more conservative um, they're not after all that attention, but there are people groups that they thrive on using shock statements and see, I got the hook and now I baited them in. Well, maybe it isn't the wisest thing to do. It really isn't. So be careful with your motive for why you're using shock statements. Um, I'm, I, I b- believe me, this conversation, the last three weeks, this stuff is speaking to my heart again. It's reminding me of patterns I have a propensity towards, and this is one of them. So I gotta be careful. Number six, um, do your responses to other others blow up bridges, or do you keep access open? Are you a bridge builder or destroyer? So what this is, this is when you you hear opposing views. Do you just attack? and say you're wrong okay here's an example (laughs) this is embarrassing um coffee first (laughs) yeah full metal live humbly among all people like that well this is what this is so uh do your bridges do, do your responses to others blow up uh bridges or do you keep access open i remember way back when i first started learning identity in christ and i understood a little bit because i've learned a lot more now but the old covenant new covenant um uh in christ old nature versus new nature all all that stuff uh i thought i i i thought i knew it all i thought i'd arrived and i thought that this is uh this is gonna be my whole life i can take on i listen i thought this i can take on any pastor I can I can call out their their blindness and and their legalism uh, because I've got grace. Oh, how embarrassing! I did not have grace. I had a grace theology. That's very different than having grace. 
fact, sometimes they're not even related. Scary. So do you destroy bridges? Do you become a jerk, which we'll talk about later? Number seven, the thing that's being deconstructed, dismantled, or replaced is something that was never true to begin with. You shouldn't be afraid of losing your foundations. <laughs> All right? So when we're doing this deconstruction, this is, this is a big one. Those things that must deconstruct and be rebuilt or renovated or purged from you were never true to begin with. They may have been placed there in an elementary type of fashion, but now, or primary even, um, then some of those things need to be revisited. They were immaturely planted or they were contaminated and they need to be cleansed. And so that's what this journey is about. It's the unlearning of some of the things that we have learned that weren't true anyway, but it sounded like truth. So let your Holy Spirit be the one who's constantly teaching you. And by the way, this does not end. This part will happen for the rest of your life. I really believe that. Number eight, fear can cause you to stop learning. <laughs> Don't worry, you won't deconstruct Jesus. The Trinity won't let you. Uh, they are big enough to keep you, uh, keep your attention and keep you, as in keep you in. <laughs> you can't jump out of the hand of God. I always thought, well, God holds us in the palm of his hand. Yeah, but you can jump out because you got the power. What? It's just idiotic bad theology all right so don't let fear like when you say what well, i'm afraid what it'll turn me into well do you know what you are now do you know that any of the beliefs that you have now are are incomplete and maybe they need to be purged purified refined you starting to see the words you can there's a lot of words that can replace deconstruction for sure number nine while it may seem like a scary slippery slope be assured there is a better hope-filled perspective out there that you may not be aware of. In fact, it will likely be more ancient than you know. There is hope. I've been threatened with, you're on a slippery slope in your theology. You're going to, yo, don't go there. That's a slippery slope to hell or to apostasy. Oh, man. I, from one of my mentors from way back who helped me with systematic theology, confronted me that I'm on a very dangerous slope to apostasy of a false gospel. And I'm thinking, uh... You actually don't know what I believe. You've you've taken some things I've said and misapplied them. You've never come to me once to find out what I meant by what I said. You didn't bother listening to the entire message. You heard a statement or saw a post, whatever, and all this, all this stuff. So our the judging within the Christian community is brutal. All right. I don't think I have anything in here about judging, but uh, that that should be on this list too. Uh, the whole idea of uh, quit being the judge. <laughs> we are not to judge. Number 10, the maturing process is not something you do or search for. It finds you. Isn't that incredible? I love that. This is something that all of us can learn today. That we grow because Christ drags us, draws us towards himself. And uh, not that he's distant, okay, this is, this is metaphorical. Um, there is no separation, there is no distance between us and God, okay? 
the separation is illusion. But here, it finds us, the idea of journeying and growing and going deeper. The hunger will be planted in you. And when it bursts, nothing you can do to stop it. All right? <laughs> restoration rather yeah robert you're right uh the term restoration rather than deconstruction i covered that last week but i will say this um because deconstruction is a term being used now we can't say we can't uh leave it alone i think we we can't go around it we have to walk through it and uh help people see that there are uh, other ways to see the word which may add value to it so i, I don't want to toss the word i think it's an important word um, I, I get it, but I also see how it's been misunderstood. And by the way, the biggest, and I covered this earlier, last week and even today, deconstruction does not mean destroying everything, all right? It, that's, people miss that up, mix that up. Deconstruction does not equal destroy. Deconstruction means removing that which is bad, removing the rot wood uh, that needs to be removed and replacing it with proper filler and brand new wood, boards that have gotten rotten. So that's, that's what uh, deconstruction is like, okay? Another piece of wisdom, point people to Jesus to grow, not you. This is going to be the hardest thing because people that are learning something new about grace and identity and um, uh, are on this journey, they want to start a whole new ministry. They want to, or if they have a ministry, they want to rebuild it uh, using uh, this whole deconstruction journey. You're not trying to build a platform or ministry or fill your ego. You're pointing everyone to Jesus. Usually the, the, the key phrase is, they are wrong, I am right. That's what you're going to hear from some people that are um, full of themselves in many ways um, when they make that their go-to phrase. So if, if you see people say, hey, um, um, look to me, uh, sign up for this, I'll guide you, I'll teach you. And oh no, that other person's wrong. That's a big one. That other person is wrong uh, is a phrase that's dangerous. And here's why. Instead, I think a phrase should be, ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to grow you where you're at. Because for now, some of what you, where you're at now, this is exactly where you need to be. Sometimes we compare each other's journeys and say, I want that journey. I want to be where they're at. I want to understand it the way they do. And we're comparing, comparing, comparing when it's just you and Jesus. So chill. So a little bit of wisdom there. Number 12, uh, there happens to be no arrival. Oh, so there appears to be no arrival, which is true. Uh, there is an incredible journey. It can be painful, unsettling, stress-inducing, and liberating all at the same time. So none of us have arrived. That's what this program is called, Still Growing in Grace, because we're still growing in grace. It is a difficult journey. It is painful. And don't think that, oh, if I read that book, ah, then I'll get it. Or if I listen to this podcast, I'll get it. Or I'll join this group and I'll get it. No, no, that's not it. Uh, find others that are growing with you and be their friends. If that, if that changes, it changes. You move on. Life is about lots of change, okay? Um, here at my church, I know what I invite people to, hey, be here while you're here. And when God calls you somewhere else, you go somewhere else. Big deal. Uh, if this church grows, it grows. If it dies, it dies. I blame God for either. <laughs> it's his, not mine. So 
yeah, they want they want it without the growing pain. I'm getting to that. Oh, yes, I am so getting to that. All right. Uh, make sure you know the difference between your position and your disposition. All right. Do people know you for what you are against or what you are for? Uh, are you known as that jerk and mean-spirited person? So you may be sharing truth or really good news uh, in a very spectacular way, but you're doing it with a mean spirit. You're just a you're just intolerable. You're using shock statements to get people ticked. Um, your your social or relational work. Uh, with others is brutal maybe you need to read a book on how to get along with people <laughs> like john maxwell's book be a people person probably one of the best you could ever read on on uh <laughs> building relationships with people listen if if you're growing in your knowledge and understanding of who jesus is you're it's not going to make you a bitter person it's going to make you a better person so when you see a person walking in bitterness, they're, they're in a place that they should probably shut up and, and work through their own healing process. Like we said earlier, don't, don't live it all out online. Some people are never going to be able to help it. And, um, and by the way, those people will never hear this. <laughs> those folks will never hear what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's so funny. All right. Um, oh, this is a good one. Uh, you're not obligated to give an answer to every person that asks. This is a huge one because uh, church leaders, other pastors will pound you and say, give me a Bible verse for that. Show me this. I've had people come after me and they wanted long coffee visits with me. They had a list of Bible verses to walk through. And I said, put your list away. They were not happy. I said, put your list away. We are not going over your list. It says, if we can't have coffee and connect relationally first, your list is useless. Sorry, I'm not buying into that. Um, don't do it. You don't have to give an answer. But the Bible says be prepared in every season, in and out of season, to give an answer for your hope. That's great. Give an answer for your hope, but you don't have to answer the questions that you get pummeled with by religious people. They're not ready for it. You can invite them into the journey. This is what I've done now. I invite people into my journey. Say, I'll tell you about my journey. Would you like to hear how I arrived or at least how I began my journey to see what I see now? Or, would that be interesting to you? If they say yes, then I'll refer them to some books that inspired me or some messages or YouTube videos that really clicked for me that made a, a wake-up call for me. Don't rob them of the journey by quick vending machine answers. All right, this process is caught more than it's taught. I think this is a big one. Don't buy into the legalism guilt trip, the fear trip of show me where in the Bible it says this. Well, guess what? Uh, this is, this is, you're not obligated to, all right? If the Holy Spirit hasn't given you peace to respond, don't respond. They're after a fight. It's a sword drill war with somebody, and I lose at those all the time. So, yeah, they may have some other deconstruction they must do before they're ready to hear what you have to say. God's in charge of their journey. Don't mess it up by offering quick answers uh, that actually won't help them. You don't have to be the Bible answer person. As a pastor, that's really hard, okay, because we're supposed to have all the answers. Blah, blah, blah. Well... We don't. 
None of us do. And uh, we may have answers for where we are at. I'm able to give answers for the stages I'm at in life and the things I've learned. I talk about identity, which I've blown my mind. I talk about forgiveness, which is a huge topic. Growing deeper. I love talking about that. And even this topic of deconstruction, uh, there are categories of deconstruction I love talking about now. There's other categories I'm looking into and studying, but I'm not going to talk about it on here. Because either it's way too controversial, or two, I'm still searching things out. It's on my back burner. I'm, I'm pondering. I don't have to tell you exactly what I believe about everything. What's the point? Do I love Jesus? You bet. Do you? Yes. Do you see Jesus in everyone else? Not yet. That's the goal. That you see Christ in everyone, in all things, through all things, and seeing how God holds all things together. This is a big one here. Do I have another one? No. So this is this is the um, um, well. Those are the fourteen points, and I think we need to remember that there's there there are more. Uh, let me go back and see some of the comments because there was okay the growing pain. Yes. So part of the comment of don't rob them of the journey, the quick vending machine uh, answer. Um, I think for that particular one. Um, Sometimes we want to tell them the change and what we're our arrival statements. Okay, we want to tell people quickly. Um, Here's what I now see, and yet they have a bunch of gateways to go through and walk through first to process it. You can't handle all of this revelation at once. Um, I remember about 15 years ago, there was a topic, which I'll get to later, not today. There was a topic of theology that uh, I was confronted with. And I immediately said, no, I do not agree. And it's taken 15 years for me to make an adjustment in that. In fact, it came to me. In fact, that one of the people watching here, Joy, you're watching, it's one of, it's not, she was um, a person who introduced me to another teacher to help me understand this topic even better. And I, I already had a heart growing towards this in a very big way, but I didn't have the theological foundations yet because I had too many questions. And this particular person, Joy, introduced me to another person, a teacher, pastor, whoever, and, it, and a floodgate opened up. And now I'm seeing all kinds of um, connections and connecting the dots in Scripture for this particular topic. It's like, wow, I could never have seen it because I wasn't ready. So be careful not to run ahead and try and give quick answers to people and all this. This, this, is, um, this is a big deal, this whole deconstruction. So uh, I think that's it for today. And next week, oh my goodness, the next two weeks, I've got a conversation you're going to like. Uh, maybe you won't. But uh, I'm going to be talking about the Satan. <laughs> yeah, what is? Who is? Um, uh, and again, it's not going to be the answers. This is a discussion because I'm hearing a lot of deconstruction people do a pendulum swing on there is no Satan or of course he's real to you name it. Um, and so Richard Murray, uh, Bill Thrasher and I are having a healthy discussion on what is Satan? Um, do we need to be afraid? Blah blah blah. I, th- I think you'll like 
uh, I think you'll really like the uh, the conversation. So that'll be next next Wednesday. I'll air that. Um, we recorded it last week. It was so much fun. So we'll have fun with that. All right, let me do a quick uh, see through the comments here. Uh, see who's watching. We've got uh, Full Metal Church of Christ in Oregon. Hey, good morning. Howard from Sorrento. Uh, Sandra from the UK. Um, what else? I think I'll put it in front of me here. Robert's watching down in Windsor. Lovely. Where we go. Da, 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 da. For the word restoration rather than deconstruction. Yep. Well, Robert says, removing centuries of grime to reveal the beautiful original truth. Yes, that's what the journey of uh, deconstruction is. It doesn't change the diamond. It, it just cleans the dirt off of all the exterior stuff that has been built onto it. So we need the magic um, uh, sponge, the white one, that clean it off. <laughs> uh, Corey from Moncton. Hey, good to see you, buddy. Uh, and yay, thanks, Sandra. I'm glad you enjoyed this. Uh, could I post the 14 points? I'll try to do that. I think I could. Um, they, I'm hesitant to because some people will take that as statements and not hear what I meant by all those. But I can I can try. Hey, good morning, Terry. Uh, good to see you on here. All right, folks, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed that. If you missed the beginning, go back and watch. If you didn't see part one last week, go back and want, listen to part one. But this journey of deconstruction, of challenging the faith uh, and beliefs that we've grown up with, uh, there are things to not be afraid of. There's still Jesus. He just may not be what you were told. Maybe he's going to be a whole lot better than what you've been told. Maybe God the Father is going to be so much better than what you've been led to believe. And if it doesn't lead to a more hope-filled perspective, um, then run. I, I, what's the point? I'm, I'm trying to find hope in this. That's what my, what my life's all about right now, finding hope in all these things. So every topic that's difficult to understand, there is hope in them. And yet, we may not have an easy answer for every single topic right now. So thank you for watching and joining in here uh, with uh, Still Growing Grace. Uh, next week is going to be really interesting. So we'll see you next time. Have a really great week. Thanks for watching. Share this post if you enjoyed it. And we'll catch you next time. Join me next time on Still Growing in Grace for more good news. Enjoy previous episodes by downloading our podcast at growingingrace.ca. You can also visit hopefellowshipycc.com to find our service times and location. If this show has been an encouragement to you, please consider making a donation today at growingingrace.ca and help us keep spreading this good news. Thank you again for tuning in to Still Growing in Grace.